Queen's Health Outreach is a student-run registered charity based on the campus of Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Our goal is to facilitate needs-based peer-to-peer health discussions on a local, national, and international scale. This podcast is for those who are interested in health, global health, global development, ethical engagement, and education. Join us and our special guests bi-weekly as we chat about discussions surrounding all these topics and more. We would like to thank the CFRC 101.9 FM and the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences for this collaboration. Additionally, we would like to acknowledge that Queen's is situated on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. We are grateful to be able to live, learn, and work on these lands. Today, we are joined by the co-directors of Queen's Health Outreach for the 2021-2022 year. Emma is a fourth-year kinesiology student and has been involved with Queen's Health Outreach for three years and has held a variety of positions. Isabel is also a fourth-year student in health studies and has been involved with Queen's Health Outreach for nearly four years. Today, we are going to get to know our co-directors a little better. We will be discussing why they're passionate about Queen's Health Outreach, the lessons they have learned throughout their years, and what they're looking forward to accomplishing this upcoming year. So with that, why don't we get started? Tell us a bit about yourselves. Yeah, hi, my name's Emma, and as mentioned, I'm in fourth year kinesiology. I'm from Calgary, Alberta, and a little bit about myself is that I have two siblings, a brother and a sister, and a dog that I love very much back at home. Hi, I'm Isabel. Um, I'm in fourth year health studies, and I'm actually also a minor in global development. Um, I'm from Toronto, Ontario, and I have been on QHO. This is my fourth year on QHO. I was a Guyana PE in my first year and then a um, outreach direct outreach coordinator in my second year and then strategic planning director in my third year and now co-director. Um, I also have a dog and he is my favorite thing in the world. Um, the positions that I've had on QHO, um, this is my third year, but first time I was on QHO, I was a Belize peer educator, and I trained for that all year. The second year I was on QHO, I was the Belize initiative director. Um, and then finally this year, I am one of the general co-directors. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about yourself. Um, so why did you first join QHO and why did you stay on QHO? And with that, what has been the most meaningful part of your QHO experience? Yeah, so that's a great question. The initial reason that I joined QHO was I have always been super passionate about health and health outreach. I think it's such an important topic and important conversations that I have on the regular, whether it's with my friends, family, things like that. So when I first heard about QHO, I was like, oh, this is something that I love to do already. And um, I remember I got a class talk about it. And I just thought this is a type of people that I want to associate with. So immediately, I was interested in the club. And from there, once I got my first position on QHO, I stayed because I saw so much potential for the initiative that I was involved in, which was the Belize initiative. I saw so much opportunity to be more impactful and to have such important conversations that I really wanted to ensure that this happened and that um, the PEs and the training that went on was going to be exactly what QHO wanted and what we envisioned for this organization. 
Um, and I think the most meaningful part of QHO for me has just been the progression that I've seen. I think each year I found something new and more meaningful to associate with and like finally coming full circle to being co-director. I have just all these ideas and um, projects that I want QHO to undertake. And we really are starting to do that this year. So it's super meaningful to see this whole kind of journey come to um, this awesome position where I get to oversee and help achieve what I had intended to. Um, yeah, so why I joined QHO, um, first of all, I totally agree with everything Emma just said. Um, QHO in general has been such an amazing experience. I first joined because I actually had a family friend who had been on QHO a few years before I came to Queens, and I had heard about it through her, and she had just had such an amazing experience being on QHO, um, and she was also a Guyana PE as her first um, position on the organization and then was actually co-director. So she talked about it all the time and I just like thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and so when I came to Queens, I immediately um, looked into it, immediately applied and it was obviously the right decision for me. Um, being a Guyana PE in my first year um, allowed me to connect with so many people, meet so many people from um, from different parts of Queens, but who are all so passionate about the same thing. And so, um, like dedicated to, to the topics and, and the work that we do. Um, and I think that was a really cool thing to be a part of, especially as a new university student. Um, a lot of things are very intimidating in first year and, you know, being part of QHO and working with people who seemed to have so much experience was also part of you know, it was super intimidating as well, but it also made it um, a really, really great way to like become part of the Queens community and, and um, work with other parts of the university community outside of just class. And, and that's definitely why I stayed um, on top of the fact that initiative was also an incredible learning experience. Um, I learned so much from being a peer educator and from working with community partners and youth in Guyana um, who had different experiences than me and um and anyway I, I could go on forever being a peer educator was such an amazing um experience but then as an outreach coordinator I also got to be super engaged in the Kingston community um both on campus and within the Kingston um schools as well um that we partnered with through the Kingston initiative um and that was uh, it allowed me to see a whole other side of QHO, which definitely made me want to stay even more in third year. And then, yeah, I think I really agree with Emma in terms of what made it um, or what has been really meaningful is is kind of seeing the impact that we um, can have on our communities and the um, changes that we've been able to implement within our work, even in the short amount of time that I've been on the organization. Last year, as strategic planning director and having to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, obviously, was a soup um we were faced with so many challenging tasks but it was um really kind of incredible to see how much we were actually able to accomplish um in the face of all of those challenges um and it's really meaningful to see those um changes continue this year and be implemented in new um and new new projects and continuing to grow this year um 
So yeah, I feel like I could go on about why I'm on QHO forever. Um, but that's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah, it's so great to hear about both of your experiences and just QHO clearly has given you both such meaningful experiences, which is so great to hear about. Um, and in addition to both of your experiences, why do you think other people should join QHO? Um, and what do you think makes QHO different from other organizations on campus? Well, I mean, if you still don't want to join after hearing me and Emma rave about it for the past 10 minutes, <laughs> um, I can go on for some more. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind when why should people join QHO is honestly the people. Um, the people in QHO are the best. It is such an incredible team of like-minded, um, passionate individuals who are so dedicated to working towards these common goals um, for our communities. And as a student, I think that I personally get tired sometimes of doing schoolwork that is so just focused on like the individuals and or like the individual singular like only focused on me on my learning on my grades um and then getting to do QHO and working on projects that have an impact on others and that I get to work with others um for our community as a whole rather than um for a goal that is so like individually focused like a grade would be um I think that is something that's um really great um and it's a really great opportunity um and then what makes QHO really different from other organizations on campus, I think, is um, really the focus that we put on critical thinking and on strategic planning within our organization. Um, the fact that our organization is student-run kind of gives it a really unique structure where we, um, you know, everyone has different positions, but we're all, at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. Um, and we all kind of come with different, um, you know, different knowledge, different experiences, but all within kind of a similar-ish context. Um, and it makes it really easy to create like a welcoming, collaborative atmosphere. Um, and and we do use that, um, that kind of context to think critically about ourselves. Um, we focus a lot on strategic planning and on monitoring and evaluating our own work. Um, and that has been something that um, I haven't seen as much in other organizations. Um, we have a very, <laughs> sorry, we have a very active monitoring and evaluations team that um, puts together and implements evaluation tools throughout the year every year and we're constantly improving those as well um so we have kind of some um tools that are meant to be more objective where we can kind of compare the progress of different initiatives and the the impact of different initiatives and um the progress of the different initiatives in relation to our sustainability goals um and then we also have some tools that are more subjective um where we specifically use the feedback from our peer educators um, to influence how we might change our initiatives to be more impactful um, based on what our peer educators think um, or what our peer educators see during their work and what they see is working well, what they see isn't working well. Um, so I think that all of like the, 
this kind of focus um, really makes us, um, it just makes us a little bit different, I think, because because we talk about it so openly and because we're not scared to criticize ourselves and to use that to better ourselves. And I think that does, um, that is a really good thing in, in the real world, which we, which as I just said, is part of what I love about QHO is that we are working in the real world. We're not just working at the university. Um, so yeah, I think that's what makes it different. Um, from my perspective and from my experience as strategic planning director. Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, that was all super, super interesting. And then I can definitely attest to the, the community that's that's built through this organization. And also super interesting to hear the details of, of all the um, monitoring and evaluations and, and really the the amount of feedback and and critical evaluation that's that's a part of the organization. I think that's super, super special. Um, so with that, and you guys have sort of spoken about it a little bit, but um, what would you say are your goals for for QHO for the year? Yeah, so we have a lot of goals. We're both obviously very ambitious and connected to this organization, but I think obviously we really want to continue to facilitate discussions in our partner communities, um, especially in the new virtual format that we've established over the past year and a bit. Um, but we also have two really new exciting projects that we are actually piloting or hoping to pilot this year. Um, so our first, um, and this, these would be goals, obviously, for us to pilot these. So um, first, we're going to hopefully pilot our QHO community grant in our partner community, Fort Providence. Um, and this grant looks to fund health initiatives and workshops that are conducted by youth in this community. Um, this is to promote youth leadership and engagement in health and health promotion and healthy conversations within their own community. Um, and this is definitely a new direction for QHO. And this is why it is such a big goal for us. Um, we've had this opportunity to really um, use our monitoring and evaluations and just see like where we want to take QHO next. And because of that, we've come up with these new um, ways that we can operate. And so this is our first step kind of towards moving into these new directions. So our QHO grant is going to be um, something that we're starting very soon. Um, and will just be a way to have youth replicate or do what is similar to us in terms of having conversations in the community. Um, so we're super excited about that. And that's definitely one of our goals is to pilot uh, this grant. Our other pilot that we're hoping to have this year is with our QHO-affiliated Community Health Outreach Club. So this is a club that we're hoping to pilot in our partner school, LCBI, here in Kingston. Um, this project involves QHO helping to establish a health outreach club within this school community um, that, again, works to host health workshops and promote discussions with, among students um, on health topics so that there's really this outreach within the school and to do this QHO will be helping form the group and introducing how to run or establish a club and um, the logistics we'll teach them the logistics of how to plan a workshop how do you do this successfully how do you engage people and then eventually we're hoping that this club will become self-sufficient and lasting within this school community so again we're having youth leadership and empowerment um, 
in a way that eventually QHO could pass on our role to them and the sustainability that we really like to promote within our organization. So these two projects um, are new ways forward for QHO, like I was mentioning, and it's just really working on adjusting and working towards the goal of sustainability and really promoting lasting youth leadership and engagement with health in their communities. So very relevant um, for both the students and for QHO. Um, so it's our goal right now to have these up and running in their pilot year and to be carried on with QHO in the future. Um, yeah, so this is there's there's so much opportunity for expansion within these initiatives because eventually they could collaborate with each other in terms of our grant supporting our club, things like that. So great big opportunity going on right now and we're very excited about it. So I would say for sure right now for Isabel and I, um, like on behalf of QHO as an organization, these would be our goals right now is just seeing where QHO can go um, moving forward because again we're always about continually becoming better and improving our operations. So I would say that's definitely our goals for this year. Yeah, that all sounds so amazing. And I'm definitely really excited to see that all come to fruition. I think like you both mentioned, that's something that makes QHO unique is that it's always trying to find new avenues to improve and expand um, and just find different ways to fulfill its mission and goals. Um, I definitely think it's really important that we're focusing on building long-lasting and sustainable relationships with um, and within our community. So I'm really excited to see all of that come to fruition. Um, so we also wanted to hear, we know this past year has been um, different than what QHO has ever looked like in the past. So how do you think the COVID-19 pandemic changed the way QHO can make an impact in and around our Queens community? Yeah, big question. Um, COVID definitely um, posed some major challenges to obviously every everything um, COVID caused challenges and everything um, QHO included. Um, but I do think that QHO really took the um, the pandemic and the challenges that came with it as an opportunity to step back and rethink the way that we run, which um, sounds really big and scary, but I think that we could all agree um, within the executive team that it actually was really necessary and um, and was really great that we did that because as Emma just said, we have all these new projects that we are now piloting, which wouldn't have come about if we hadn't taken the time to step back and um, rethink the way that we work. Um, so in kind of, you know, being forced to not run our initiatives the way that we always have, um, our co-directors last year, Annalise and Georgia, really um, took the opportunity to have all the executive members on the team sit down and think about and discuss um, the work that we do and how we do it and why we do it that way. And if we were to start over on a blank slate, how would we do it now? Because we can't do what we did before. So what can we do now? Um, and, and, and I think that that was a really powerful approach to take to the start of the year last year, um, because it really made everyone in every position think differently about their role. And it really opened up a lot of opportunities. 
Um, obviously we had to change the way that we worked because we couldn't work in person. And what we did before was really just work in person. We sent our Kingston peer educators into classrooms and we sent our Belize, Guyana, Northern peer educators into their respective communities in, um, the spring months, um, after multiple months of training during the year. And that's just how it was done for so many years in a row. Um, so after like sitting down and rethinking, the co-directors implemented a new um, project or a, a new thing called the initiative model, which um, was a way to get each initiative to reframe the way that their initiative um, should run, what their goals are, um, and how those goals could be accomplished in a way that would be more sustainable in the long run. Um, and, and that is um, a project that is still ongoing this year because it was, you know, very big and we only have very few months um, in the school year to do that. Um, but along with that, the strategic planning pod, which was my main role last year, um, conducted the needs assessment process, which if you've ever heard of a needs assessment before, it is something that usually would be done at the beginning of a, of a community project um, to determine what the needs of that community are. Um, both um, from our perspective, but mainly from the perspective of the people in the community. So we would learn from them what their needs are, and then we would um, think about that and, and analyze that and think about what our capacities are to address that in any way, and if we can address that in any way, given our capacities. Um, but since QHO has been running for so many years in, in, in such similar way for so many years, um, you know, needs assessments had been conducted at different points in time throughout the years, um, but it had been a while since we had done a like a, a solid one. And at no point in time was there ever a community consultation done. It was only ever um, learning about the community from our perspective and passing down that information through our teams, um, never through our community partners. So given that we had to reframe all of our initiatives anyway, um, we took this opportunity to do a needs assessment over and do it more comprehensively. Um, and that is actually still ongoing. Um, our Belize, Guyana and Northern initiatives are in the process right now of conducting um, community consultations with our community partners to find out from them what they believe the needs of their communities are in relation to um, health and um, community health and health education and health promotion. Um, and then that will inform the continuation of our process of um, de developing our initiative models for how we will approach um, our work based on what we learn from those community consultations. So I think that was, um, that is another goal of this year, um, as Emma was just talking about our goals, um, but from like an internal perspective, kind of. Um, and I guess it's not really COVID related, but it is something that came about because of the position that COVID put us in. So I think that it is kind of a really important thing to talk about when we talk about the way that COVID has changed our work. Um, so I think, you know, COVID posed a lot of challenges, but it definitely opened a lot of doors as well for us. Um, and then also along that line, you know, with um, IDs, initiative directors were also put in a position where they had to change the whole way that they were even going to reach their communities last year. Um, so as we switched to virtual programming, we had to think outside the box. Um, and Emma 
could definitely jump in if she has anything to say, but she was an initiative director last year, so she developed new programming to be run virtually um, in our partner communities. And that also kind of has opened the opportunity for us to look at our work through the perspective of potentially doing hybrid work um, and, and working virtually throughout the year rather than only focusing on what can be done in person. Because now with COVID, we've learned how much can be done virtually and how much can be done remotely. And as much as in-person work is valuable, and, and we're not saying that it's not valuable, it definitely is. Um, but we've also realized how much can also be done remotely. And I think that that's definitely something we're going to carry on um, when we do have the opportunity when we do have the opportunity to go back in person, um, because then we can just do more in general. We can do remote stuff during the year and then in-person stuff after the year, or we can look at however we want to do a hybrid model, but that is also another opportunity that has come about from these critical thinking discussions and from the challenges that COVID posed. So yeah, again, COVID posed a lot of challenges, but I think that QHO did a really good job of taking those challenges and seeing the opportunities that came with it. Yeah, thank you so much. I think definitely it goes back to, again, how the self-reflective nature of QHO as an organization, which I think is is not only important as as an organization, but is incredibly helpful in order in order to move forward. Um, OK, so uh, one of our last questions, um, what do you hope is the lasting impact of your time as co-directors? Uh, once you are finished with the organization as as your for your time as co-directors and and once you even leave Queens. Yeah, I can discuss this a little bit. Um, I think that QHO and its members just have this standard for the organization that really involves this continual growth and improvement that Isabel and I have both touched on a lot um, today. And to ensure that just to, QHO has always strived to ensure that we are operating in the most sustainable, most effective way possible. Um, and so in that regard, Isabel and I have both uh, seen so much growth in this organization from the time we've joined to where we are now. And we've seen co-directors before us just really uphold this standard through such adversity as Isabel was just talking um, about in terms of COVID. But we knew that we have this standard and we wanted to really uphold it as we continue to work and want to leave such an, a long lasting impact on this amazing organization. Because again, like COVID has changed the way we do everything. And so this is our opportunity to really make something for this organization that can be done for years to come. So we knew that this was a large opportunity for us. Um, so I think the lasting impact that we really hope to leave this organization with revolves around these upcoming projects that I discussed in terms of our goals. And that's our QHO grant and our QHO affiliated school club. But working towards moving into creating community outreach programs and opportunities for youth leadership in these efforts is just a new way for QHO to establish the sustainability and the mutual learning that we really hold as foundational to our organization. So being able to take these pillars and apply them to ways of outreach through our grant and through establishing a club that can go on longer than QHO's um, direct impact to the community. So something that will outlive maybe the organization itself is something that we've 
continually been trying to do as an organization. And I think that the ways that we've come up with are definitely very sustainable and like the most culturally relevant ways that we could possibly do it by just having the youth in these communities, like the ones who are actually impacted and um, benefit the most from having conversations about health, having them being in a leadership position and really advocating and eliciting these conversations in their community um, is just the most sustainable way that QHO could help these communities move forward. Um, and for us, it's an opportunity to support them in this effort, which is everything that we stand for. So I really believe that just the way forward for QHO and something that we really want to leave with QHO is this new wave of health outreach. So that would be our grant and our club and however these move forward, because again, we're just in the pilot year of these um, efforts, is there's so much opportunity here. So I think that, again, like just how we want QHO's reach into communities and like establishing these conversations to outlive the organization itself and the, the contact that the organization has with these communities. Um, we also, Isabel and I, want these um, new projects to outlive us within this organization. So definitely throughout having these high standards set out for us, these big shoes to fill and um, just all the exec being incredible and really working towards um, amazing in these huge projects, I think the lasting impact that we really want to leave is just a new way forward, a new way of operation. And it sounds big and general and broad, but I think we have some awesome projects that will help specifically to do this. But um, as Isabel kind of touched on, COVID last year was just the year for us to identify and really reflect on our operations. And then this year is kind of our jumping forward year. So we're putting plans into motion and I'm very excited and I, I'll speak for Isabel on this, but um, we're very, very excited to just see where the organization can go from here. Like we're starting the groundwork and we'd love to see what happens next for the organization. Um, but yeah, we're just completely excited and honored to be the co-directors that get to introduce these projects to the history of the organization. And um, I just really hope that this does have a lasting impact on QHO's history and where it goes from here. Thank you. That was honestly all so amazing to hear. Um, just for the whole episode, it was great to learn more about why you both joined QHO, um, what makes it unique compared to other clubs at Queens and about your goals. Um, I'm Again, I'm really looking forward to seeing all of your new plans come to fruition with the Affiliated School Club and the grant. And I definitely agree that it is an amazing and meaningful way to leave your impact on the organization, which I know you both will do. And I'm looking forward to see what you both will accomplish for the um, remainder of the year. So yeah, I hope um, our listeners enjoyed learning more about Queen's Health Outreach um, and getting to know our co-directors a little better. So thank you so much, Emma and Isabel, for joining us today. Again, we loved hearing about your passion for Queen's Health Outreach. We loved hearing about your goals um, and your new plans that we can't wait to see um, come alive. For our listeners, if you want to get involved with Queen's Health Outreach and hear about our upcoming events, then make sure to follow our Instagram, which is at QHealthOutreach, um, our Facebook page, which is just Queen's Health Outreach, and also be sure to check out our website, which is www.qho.ca. Uh, so thank you for listening once again and stay tuned for more health-related discussions in the future. And thank you again, Emma and Isabel, for your time.
Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us.